Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the Specs Wine Spirits and Finer Food Studios in Austin, Texas. This is Buy or Sell with Jeff Ward and Cedric Golden. He is Cedric Golden, a famous writer for the Austin American Statesman. Buy or Sell. Okay, Buy or Sell number one. The Warriors' Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely by the NBA following an on-court punch in a game against the Suns. It's his second suspension of the season and sixth of his career. He's become a modern Dennis Rodman. Buy or Sell. I got to buy it. You know, uh, Dylan Brooks wanted that title, but... Draymond said, hold my beer. And <laughs> one thing about Draymond, uh, he's not a he's not a dumb guy. He's very intelligent. He's insightful. Uh, he does some work for uh, inside the NBA. But it's just brutal to watch him go full-blown imbecile in live living color. I had some guys over, and um, we were flipping around, and, and it was on that game, and then you know when guys watch games, Jeff, they they don't they're unencumbered. They're not they don't care about uh, being polite. All of a sudden, like four of us go, "Whoa!" Yeah, in the face. Yeah, and hit the guy in the face. Yep, it's got to be twenty games minimum. Maybe sit him for the full season. Yeah, I mean he's I mean he's a football. I mean he's a basketball idiot. I don't know what goes off in his head to where he has to do these things in these games, but he's far too accomplished, far too smart to keep getting caught up. And yes, his previous crimes should be taken into consideration. If they sit him for for a full season, I will not be surprised. He deserves it. I'm buying too. In fact, Dennis Rodman, you know, Rodman... Draymond Green has more game than Dennis Rodman did. Now, maybe that's because Dennis Rodman didn't have to because he just needed a rebound and that's all he did. But even Dennis Rodman wasn't this much of a, I'm going to say, dangerous nut on the court. He's not just a nut. He's a dangerous nut. Someone, when he's throwing weird, crazy haymakers, someone can get really hurt. Um, He's dangerous. What has he had now? It's something like some insane number. He's, He's got... 18 technical fouls, 19, 10. I don't know what the number is. It's just crazy. Um, He's dangerous. He's not even Rodman. Rodman was weird and goofy and crazy off the court, and then it kind of finally ate him alive. But, you know, Rodman wasn't punching people. And I know it's a different time in basketball. I know all that stuff. It's a different game. It's a different world. You know, guys took elbows back then. But but guys weren't Dennis Rodman. Nobody. Well, Whoa. every now and then, every now and then they throw a punch. Photographer in the ball. Okay, okay, he did, he did, okay. He did do that. He I did. Mean. But but not. He doesn't do it as often as Draymond Green. Nobody. Bill Lambeer threw punches, exactly. but he didn't do it as often as Draymond Green. I mean, this is this is a regular psychotic occurrence with this guy. Something's wrong with him because you're right. He has game and he's a sharp guy. I watched his apology, and his apology, you come away thinking, 
okay, well, he's not going to do this stuff again. But then you realize, no, he, he's already been suspended this year already. Or maybe, or just maybe he's a sociopath. Yeah. And those are some of the most charming people on the planet. I think it's fair. My, I, I have a relative who's a sociopath, and women love him. I mean, but I know a sociopath when I see one. And Draymond is 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 very, there's something wrong with him. Yeah, I agree. There's I really no do. no explanation. I, I agree. It's dangerous, too. Um, And I don't know... You know, what did the Warriors sink into him? Close to $100 million or something like that? I, oh, yeah. You know, he's I mean, old. Yeah, normally people say, oh, he's going to go get some help, and we all just blow it off and say, oh, that's a, you know, that's a qualifier for saying I'm going to go home and sleep for a few days and come back to work. This guy really needs some help. I mean, he's legitimately crazy on the court, and someone's going to get hurt. He's dangerous, and I'm with you. If the, if the NBA said, we'll talk to you next year maybe, I don't think it would be outrageous. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, I, this – he, he, you know, most people don't remember, but, you know, somebody almost got killed. His name was Rudy Tomjanovich. Somebody hit it, punched him in the face when he wasn't looking and almost Washington. killed him. Herman. And had this guy, yeah. Draymond Green connects with somebody in one of these wild punches, he might kill someone. What? Remember Jordan Poole, the former teammate? He clocked, clocked he knocked him out cold knocked him before out cold. the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not even funny and cute. It's uh this guy's legitimately messed up. Um I don't even I don't even think Rod, I don't think I think Rodman's a cute version of Draymond Green. Rodman was never like this. Nope, and they and, and Michael Jordan could control Rodman. Yeah. No one can control Draymond Green. That's a good point. Buy or sell. It's an uncool move for Texas quarterback Malik Murphy to enter the transfer portal before the college football playoff semifinal. Buy or sell. And I'm selling. Uh, take care of yourself, Malik Murphy. I mean, I I heard the roar that went up when Quinn, when Arch Manning was entering the game late in the Big Twelve title clash with Oklahoma State. So um, you got to do what you got to do for yourself. He was never going to play here, Jeff. We talked about this for months. That kid was never going to be the guy here. They already love Arch, and if someone wants. Uh, Malik Murphy, and, and the general rule of thumb is when someone, if a few schools reach out to you before you enter the portal, then that's proof that you should go into the portal because there's some interest. He can throw a football, and that's a prerequisite. And he may be the most accurate quarterback on that team. And for as well as Quinn has played this year, that's saying something. So, um, I, I don't call it uncool or anything like that. Um, now you want him to be a team player. Um, you know, the, the quarter, there's only one quarterback on the field at one time. If he was a cornerback or a safety or a tackle or a guard or a linebacker, there's more than one playing at once. But there can only be one quarterback. And he's not doing himself any favors by sitting. If there's interest in him right now, and that means not only football interest, Jeff, but NIL interest. There's money to be made. He's got to strike while his iron is hot. Texas's iron is hot because they're after a championship. But this kid's got to do what's best for him and his family. So I sell. You know what? I'm going to do something I rarely do. I've gone back and forth. Don't do it, Jeff. I know. I'm not. Do it. I'm gonna, I feel like I'm about, I'm about to be the guy I hate. I'm about to be get off my lawn what about the team kind of guy, and I'm fighting it, and I'm fighting it with all I can. I've gone back and forth since I first read this, and 
here's the first here's the first qualifier. I mean, the question is, look, does he need to go? Does he want to go? Yes. Is he going to find another spot? Absolutely. Does he want to sit? No. Nobody would fault him for that. I do think there's an argument to be made that why this, why now? Uh, he's not going to be the starter, but you know, there, there was. I don't really see the reasoning behind the guy. Not even you know. He talked. He talked, and I and I think he's a, he's a sharp guy. He's a very likable guy, and I, I'm somewhat disappointed in how he's played this year because I thought, and I still think. There's a much better quarterback in there than what we saw this year. There's a real skill set to this guy. This is a polished player. Um, I'm I'm disappointed in what I saw from him this year, but I do think someone's about to get them a pro player. So there's skills. There's there's demand. There is something to him. Uh, why he didn't deliver more when the chances he had is is a little bit beyond me. But that said. I don't know what the big deal is saying everyone knows you're leaving. Everyone knows you're taking offers. Everyone knows you're, you know, you're chatting with as many different programs as you can and you're adding the money up. I, we all get that. I just don't quite get how on one hand you're sitting here saying, man, I hate it. I, what did he say? I hate it. I hate to have to go. I hate to have to go. Man, these are my guys. Well, you can't at least show up to the playoff. Like really? Here's the thing, Jeff. But Jeff I mean, this is why. Two, two, week, two weeks. Signing notice. day. Signing day is coming up. All right, you gotta you gotta get with a team before they go find some some new recruit off the showroom floor. You got you got to figure out where you're gonna be. If signing day was still in February, he'd he'd play, he'd play, he'd he'd be on the team. And I know he didn't play great, but he kept the train on the track. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I know. I I had. had, had You see, do you see what Florida State went through against Louisville? I know. Florida State could have used a Malik Murphy, so. Um, he kept that train on the tracks and won a couple of games. And Sarkeesian was right when he said the Horns wouldn't be here if not for Malik Murphy. So good for that kid. Good yeah, for that yeah. Kid. I, I no, I, I I like him. I like I said, I I really sold him a lot going into those games. I mean, I kept telling people, watch this, watch this. This is going to be different. And he wasn't quite as good. His footwork wasn't quite as good. He wasn't quite, you know, he's he's throwing off his back foot too much. I, I, I thought he locked in our receivers. He wasn't as polished and far along as I thought he would be. Do I think he'll end up there? Yeah. Yeah, as a player, there's a lot to like. He seems like a good dude, too. Um, Smart. Here's, here's what I think. Here's where I'm stuck. And I hope this conversation happens. And that is this. Hey, coach, looks like I'm, a, I'm the odd man out. Am I three in the rotation? Yeah, you're probably going to yes. be three, Malik. Okay, cool. You, we both know what that means. But then the next question needs to be, what happens? I'm going to ask this to you and everybody right now. What happens, because it's not that far off, what happens in the second quarter, the semifinal against Washington? It's already a, already a 17-10 game, and Quinn Ewers gets hurt. Who's first off the bench? March. Okay. Then if then if that was the answer given to him, in other words, oh you said if you oh you're saying if Malik Murphy's still on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking over the last no, few weeks. Malik would have been Malik okay. would have been the first one. Okay, the okay. Well, that if that is the answer, then I think he then I think he needs to stay. I do. Um, I think, and I don't mean stay for good. I mean stay for the remainder of the time. In other words, you sit down and say, you know, coach, I got to look at offers. You know, I both know where this is going. Yeah, cool. But I do think his coach and or Malik Murphy needs to be clear. Quinn Ewers gets hurt in that semifinal. 
dude, we might still win a championship, and you might be the first guy off the bench, maybe the one that picks this team up and wins them a championship, and that's going to be you if you're hanging around. I think in that yeah, case – yeah, it wouldn't be the first time a Texas quarterback got hurt in a big game, right? With monumental marbles on so, the table. So I don't, I don't know the, Aaron I don't Gilbert. know the, yeah, I don't know the answer to my scenario. I'd like to think that that's been played out because if I were Steve Sarkeesian, the one of the first things I would say to him, and you know, this is a sign of the times. I think these coaches have got to be straight up with these players. They got to be straight up with these quarterbacks, and the quarterbacks have to do the same back. But I got to believe in in prepping for Washington knowing that Quinn Ewers has got a bad shoulder anyway, could get hurt any moment, any quarterback can, i got to believe he has to say, hey, look, look, Malik, I know you want to go shop yourself around, but we get to the semifinal. For all we know, Quinn gets banged up within four plays. You're leading this team to the championship. I, don't, I can't let you – don't go right now, man. I don't know. I, I don't know if that – do you think that's fair to say? Oh, absolutely fair to say, but okay. it's also fair to say that somebody may have already offered him a bag <laughs> and, that, and that bag has an expiration date on it. Take the dang bag. Take the dang right. bag. So if Sarkeesian says, hey, Malik, Malik, hang on a second, man. Let me talk to you. If Quinn gets hurt and we're playing Washington, it could be the second series of the game, man. You're my guy off the bench. And you're telling me, Malik says, hey, Cedric Golden is right. That sack of cash has got an expiration date on it, and it's next week. I'm out, man. You're on your own. And what can Steve Sarkeesian, who's making $6 million, say to a kid who's not making that kind of money? Fair point. Fair. I get it. Fair point. Buy or sell. Patriots coach Bill Belichick is on his way out. He won't coach in the NFL next season. Buy or sell. I'm selling. He's old. He can't be sitting. You, you can't sit out. You can't sit out. He's not young enough to sit out for a year and come back. I remember when Bill Tower said he was going to sit out, and he never came back. He's 71 years old, and if he leaves, and that's a that's a huge point of conjecture right now, uh, it's it's opinion if he leaves or not. Uh, he's he he will have opportunities to coach elsewhere. Uh, you, uh, if they give him a a gold Rolex watch and kick him in the butt and say get out of here, even though that watch doesn't doesn't go well with that ratty sweatshirt you're wearing, <laughs> that's too bad. But what it does say to me is 24 years um, is is a long time to be anywhere. And I know because I've been at the Statesman for 24 years. And I'm a lot better dresser than Bill Belichick. But I don't make that kind of money. And I didn't win seven Super Bowls. So what, what, what needs to be said is Belichick has not forgotten how to coach. He just doesn't have Tom Brady on his team anymore. And I think uh, some some most of the credit should go to the players. Bill Walsh never won before he had Joe Montana, and Bill Cower never won before he had Big Ben, and Bill Belichick never won before he had Brady. Shoot, Jimmy Johnson, where would he have been without Troy Aikman? Even Barry Switzer won because he had Aikman and Emmitt. So for me, I just think that um, expiration date on our lives is 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 an expiration date. The good Lord said, what, three score and ten. And he's a year over that limit. He needs to keep coaching if he wants to keep coaching. Sitting out a year is not an option for him. Uh, it, it runs through his blood. He's not – he's one of those guys that's from the generation that a man is his job. 
He will coach again next season. I think it might be with the Chargers because I think Brandon Staley's out, and I think that'd be a good good spot for for Bells. So I'm selling. Oh man, he's out in New England. I'm buying that, and I think they're doing it the right way. If, if the reports are true, I mean, I think it's all intentional, and I actually think it's kind of the right way to do it. I talked about this yesterday that I think the right thing to do is ease him out. Let it brag about him a bunch, um, you know, pat him on the head, um, you know, just make him feel like a million bucks the rest of the season as they get their ass kicked every single week and then we know they're terrible. Give him, yeah, give him a cake. Yeah, give him a cake, a cake. and a new, new girlfriend too because that last one is, uh, you know, she screwed him around too and won't leave his house. And all. I mean, so I think, I think you, I think you got, you ceremoniously work the guy out of there and you do it without, without, <laughs> Without having it be the last day of the season, it's all anyone wants to know. So I, what I don't know, what I think is the bigger buy or sell question here is, is someone hiring him next year? I don't doubt for a single second that the guy desperately wants that record, of which he's, what, 17 away now, the most wins? Is it 17? I think so. I yeah, think that's okay. the number. So I don't hold it against him. One, he wants to get that record, and two – it's got to be bothering him while he's pushing his shopping cart around that the whole world thinks his success was because of Tom Brady. It's got to bother him. I think it probably was, but it's got to bother him. So he wants to coach again. I'm trying to figure out if I'm an NFL franchise and I look at that Patriots team now post Tom Brady, it's, it's, it's hard to not be a prisoner of the moment and say, man, they're a mess. I don't know if I want to hire 71-year-old Bill Belichick, to be honest. I really don't know if, a, if an organization wants that. I do agree with you that if somebody does, the Chargers would be the – they're like the only team I can think that's a good fit. Washington, probably not. It needs some energy. It needs some new blood. It does not need Bill Belichick. Oh, you know, Carolina it would be foolish for him to take that. That's a dumpster fire. I mean, every other job – does not set up well for him. Even I think Chicago would not be a good spot for him. San Diego, you could send him in there and say, listen, we've got talent, old man. Could you just kind of fix us? Because we've got a stupid coach, an idiot organization. Could you kind of fix what we're doing? That's the only place. And I'm kind of concerned that if they don't they don't hire Bill Belichick, I don't know the Bill Belichick coaches next season. And that means ever. And you know what? He, he has a... He has a fishing boat, so San Diego is great. Would be great for him. He'd have to, you know, because he likes the warm weather. I think he has a Florida house, but I, I just this generation of owners are into these nerdy I know. Uh, offensive coordinator types. Yep, and he's an old school Bill Parcells disciple. Yep, I don't know if that's going to fit with this new generation of player. You know, when I think of when I think of Belichick. I think of that scene in Trading Places when Dan Aykroyd had that Christmas suit on and he's walking by and he's in the window and it's raining on him. <laughs> it's raining and the on dog. Him. <laughs> and the dog. Yeah, and it's raining on him. I feel like if Bill Belichick is not hired, I feel oh. like Bill Belichick is going to be in a sweatshirt in the rain <laughs> on Christmas Day staring in a window at someone. And we're all going to feel terrible. And, the, and that dog's going to take a leak on his feet. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the funniest scene of that movie. I'm, I laughed so hard at that because that man's at a low point. 
And it's just, oh. Then he tries to shoot himself, and the gun doesn't even go off. Can't even off himself. Just, just best, best holiday movie ever. Sell more, sell Mortimer, sell. Sell. Where's Wilson? <laughs> Buy or sell. The Cleveland Browns are the most dangerous playoff dark horse. Buy or sell. Sell that, and you know the AFC is AFC is all of a sudden is sexy, and it's not because they're great teams. You saw the Dolphins blow that game; they could have really separated themselves, and they just basically mucked up the works. The Browns have have the scariest defense in the AFC, but their quarterbacking situation um, is is not great uh, with with PJ Walker and that Dorian Thompson. Um, I would, you know, I would pick the Broncos. So I, I'm selling them. I'm, I'm picking the Broncos as the scariest dark horse because Russell Wilson has figured some things out. I know he and Sean Payton, well, were probably not going to be at the same Christmas party during the holidays, but they figured some things out. And Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton are on the right page. And Russ is moving around and extending drives, staying ahead of the chains. They have an outside chance to catch Kansas City in the AFC West. And so I, I think the Broncos are way more dangerous than the Browns because the Broncos are all of a sudden are figuring out how to score points. And um, they're, they're running the football, too, and Russ is helping with that. So I, I would give Denver the edge over Cleveland if I'm really thinking about an AFC dark horse. So I'm selling. I'm probably buying, although I, I think there are three teams that, you know, a lot of people, everyone's going to say Buffalo. I guess we're about, if D- Buffalo finds a way to, to beat Dallas, then I think we're, you know, we got a different conversation. But they're but, not a dark horse. I, I, know, mean, I know, they, exactly. we know what they're capable of. Right, right. They they played themselves into this spot. So they, they were supposed yes, to be better yes. than this. But I tell you, there's, um, I, I kind of buy Cleveland because I think that defense is ridiculously good. You're right about the offense. But their defense is is just off the charts. I mean, Miles Garrett's having one of the best seasons of anybody in the last five years. There, there's another team though that that it just depends, and that's the Rams. When Matthew mm-hmm. when Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup are right, particularly Stafford, they're really really good again. Um, it's just I don't know when they're going to be right when he's got another broken bone or whatever's going on with him. So I, I would I would put the you're right about the Broncos. I'd put the Rams in that scary dark horse place too, and I'm still gonna I'm gonna buy the Browns. I I, I think that defense is that that dangerous down the stretch. And the Rams have gotten a lot better since that running back Kyron Williams came back. Yeah. That gives them an extra dimension. Yeah, I, I um I mean it would be it would be tough to pull off, but I mean they're like a team maybe to throw a little bit of money down on because like I said, when they get them all out there and they're healthy, they're really good. Buy or sell. Okay, final buy or sell. Being head coach of the Carolina Panthers is the worst job in the NFL. Buy or sell. Man, I got to buy that. Uh, but now that Dan Snyder no longer owns the Washington Commanders, I think the Carolina Panthers, like Jeff Ward said earlier, are the biggest dumpster fire of dumpster fires. They are absolutely bereft of talent. They have an undersized quarterback with no confidence. Uh, they have a they have a coach who doesn't know if they're a running team or a passing team, and they're in the worst division in football. And they're sitting there with, I believe, one win, Jeff, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 
And um, I just I just think that anyone who takes that job is should should save save up all of his pennies because he's not going to be there long. That is not a that is not a rebuild. They'd have to raise that thing and resod the lawn and and do all of that just to get them back to four wins. I, I, I can't think of a worse NFL job right now than coaching the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I buy. I'm trying to think. The better question, what's number two? Well, Washington's still bad. Yeah. That's the that's, worst that stadium. That's going to be my that, – That stadium – yeah, that stadium is our age, Jeff. Yeah. When, I, when Texas played Washington <laughs> – when Texas played Maryland, uh, Tom Herman's second year, I think it was his second year, uh, it was raining inside the press box. <laughs> How nasty that place is. Yeah. People had up people had umbrellas checking their laptops. That's how bad that place is. So yeah, the facility is, is the worst. Um the organization has been horrible, and they don't have a lot of talent. I will put them at an easy number two. Yeah, I'd say the same. Yes, I buy that Carolina's the worst. It's the worst because of their owner, Dave Tepper, who's a hedge fund guy. He makes Jerry Jones seem timid and hands-off. He is a full-on – he's George modern-day hedge fund George Steinbrenner type. He's fired, you know, he owns all sorts of teams and different sports, and he fires everyone like every other month. He never lets stuff go. It's been reported that he was making suggestions down to the sidelines, um, and I, I think it's becoming plainly obvious that as long as he's running that, they're a train wreck, which is too bad because it'd be a great place. There's nothing good there. They don't. I, I don't know how Bryce Young gets any better. I really don't. I don't. There's no help. It doesn't matter. I mean, this kid's going to waste away. So, yes, it's by far the worst job, and it's going to be the worst job for some time. Washington is, too. I'm trying to think of who would be number three. Arizona, maybe. Yeah, Arizona, probably. They're Arizona, the, Arizona, oh, my God. Arizona, Arizona's world. owner's oh, a nutcase, Lord. too. He's a nutcase. Awful, awful, yeah. awful. Arizona, easy three, easy three. Yeah, I agree. All right, man, great stuff. Good talking to you. Later, brother. Buy or sell. 